Hello, this is Mary Ellen Swartz, and I'm an ordained Unity minister. And I've been sharing some podcast lessons uh, recently on uh, the parables of Jesus. This is a reminder that a parable is a story that has at least one or more parallel meanings within it. I like to say that the parables of Jesus are provocative because to me, they provoke a response in the hearer and challenge us to find the meaning, not so much to put the the story into us, but to put us into the story. And that, of course, I think is the very most important thing. So um, today, the, uh, the parable that I wanted to share is uh, one that takes place after, apparently, after uh, an exchange that um, Peter had with Jesus. And um, in answering uh, Peter's question about how many times he should forgive, um, how many times he should forgive his brother uh, when the brother sins against him, he said, up to seven times, and Jesus says, not seven times, but 70 times seven, seven times. In other words, 70 times seven times seven. So it seems like um, you would lose count with that. Actually, the, the number of times of forgiveness um, is not odd for Peter to be asking because uh, this would go back to the fifth chapter of Genesis and um, it said if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold so that number seven is, uh, is used throughout scripture and so it wasn't a number that was just picked out of thin air by Peter um, the number seven was considered a sacred number, so using these words uh, actually referred to a very uh, generous, broad-minded measure of forgiveness. And so um, Jesus was not really giving some mathematical equation as far as forgiveness, but it, it's just an, an Eastern idiom, which means indefiniteness. So... It's, it's not about a certain number. So then um, Jesus follows this, um, answering this question with a parable to explain it more. And by the way, this is found in the 18th chapter of Matthew. And so um, Jesus gives the, the, the answer about how many times uh, by giving a parable, explaining it with a parable. And um, I know with almost all of his parables, he connects whatever the story is uh, with the kingdom of heaven. He says the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he gives a story to explain that. Well, the story of forgiveness is explaining how we find the kingdom. So uh, in the parable, it seems that there was a, um, a master who, or a king, you'd say, who, who wanted to take an accounting from his servants. 
And when he began to take the accounting, they brought to him one who owed 10,000 talents. And as he could not pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold together with his wife and children and all he had so he could pay. The servant fell down, worshipped him, and says, Have patience with me. I'll pay you everything. And so the master took pity on the servant, released him, and canceled his debt. But then in the story Jesus tells, he says, That very same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred pennies. He seized him and tried to choke him, saying to him, Give me what you owe me. And so his fellow servant did a similar thing that he did, fell down at his feet, begged him, saying, Have patience with me, I will pay you. But he was not willing. And so he went out and had him put into prison until he could pay what he owed him. And so the story goes that when the other people saw what had happened, uh, they came and they informed their master what had happened. And then the master called him and said to him, O oh, wicked servant, I canceled all your debt because you begged me. Was it not right for you to have mercy on your fellow servant? Just as I had had mercy on you. And so he said that uh, the story says that he was delivered to the scourgers until he should pay everything he owed him. And the final statement is, So, if you do not forgive each man his brother's fault from your from your hearts, then it's like you will not be forgiven. So it's like it's all tied in together. So there's a lot that we don't understand about how forgiveness and finding the kingdom uh, is connected. Uh, we don't understand that Forgiveness is based on law and on principle. And so what the parable really is showing us is if we resent, if we carry hard feelings, if we are unforgiving, then um, eventually that's something that comes back and harms us. And we may feel like we have a lot of good reasons for the, the things that we are feeling, and in fact, there'll be other people who will agree with us uh, generally. But forgiveness is just one of those things we can't get around, we can't get away from. And we can all relate to thoughts that come up with forgiveness, you know, like that person doesn't forgive, doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And there's another one that I sometimes hear people say, well, if I forgive that person, then it's like I'm making them right. Um, and so, um, it's their fault, so why do I have to take the step of forgiveness? Anyway, all those things that we can, we can come up with. But what I think we want to realize here is that this parable that Jesus told was given in answer to Peter's question about forgiveness, which began with the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like. So what is the kingdom of heaven? In the Unity's book, Revealing Word, it says, 
heaven is uh, the Christ consciousness, the realm of divine mind, a state of consciousness harmonious with the thoughts of God. Heaven is everywhere present, is the orderly, lawful adjustment of God's kingdom in man's mind, body, and affairs. Jesus, of all those claiming intimate acquaintance with spiritual things, gave heaven definite location. This is from the revealing word. The kingdom of God is within you. Heaven is within every one of us, a place, a conscious sphere of mind, having all the attraction described or imagined as belonging to heaven. But this kingdom within is not material. It is spiritual. So, the kingdom of heaven is a state of consciousness. And that state of consciousness is directly connected to forgiveness. Getting what some would call down and dirty with the subject of forgiveness, how many of us are sort of like that first servant in the story who owed much and yet was forgiven? But when he had the opportunity to forgive someone else for something even less, he wouldn't. And that's just the way we are sometimes. You know, we might see in someone else something that we would say is um, selfishness. and But for us, we say, well, I was just standing up for my rights. And someone else, we might see something that seems like stinginess. And um, in our own selves, we might say, well, I was just being thrifty. I was just being aware of, of uh, what the future might bring. Anyway, so the thing is that sometimes we, we aren't as open-minded when it comes to someone else as we might be with ourselves. So the point is um, we cannot experience forgiveness until we show forgiveness. In other words, our inflow is always in direct proportion to the outflow. Because this is just how the law works. Um, I think it's important to remember that not forgiving is a decision. It's a decision um, that, that we make. And so on an intellectual level, this may make sense, but on an emotional level, we we're all dealing with scars that haven't healed and maybe it has something to do with something long ago or maybe it has to do with something more recent but the principle is the same and and we all have things that we're dealing with you know a lot of people have exes whatever whether it's ex spouses or ex bosses or ex uh, um, jobs or whatever and, uh, and maybe there's some hurt that's involved with those exes, whatever they are. And again, we're not saying it's easy because often the hurt feels so deep that it's just like we don't feel we can do it. The suicide of a dear one, that can be really a cause for feeling unforgiving. Um, how could that person do this? How could that person 
cause such pain to me or to someone I love. Um, everyone has felt betrayed, deceived. Everybody's been lied to and lied about. They say hit one and hit at and we felt abused and we may not think that we can even put forgiveness into practice and some of these things. But it is, as Jesus is saying, to find the kingdom, we have to find a way to forgive. So, how many times are we afraid to forgive because we feel we're going to just get hurt again? Sometimes we just like to get even and and not even do the forgiveness piece. And yet, that piece is important or Jesus would not have been teaching about it. So, we will never experience the freedom of forgiveness if we continue to look at the past, at the event, at the person from the same perspective that we have always held. Um, we have to find a way to look at the person or look at the situation from a little different perspective. I know it's much easier to just blame our unhappiness on someone else, but that's not how we are going to find our freedom. We will never experience the freedom of forgiveness if we continue to see the person or the situation from the same way that we have always seen it. Victims never experience forgiveness. Um, and I say that because a victim is the result of continuing in a, a pattern of thinking. And we, we have a choice about that. It has to be our choice. So we're not going to take on the whole thing in one, one meal. I'm just suggesting that we take just one bite here of this feast of forgiveness and just ask ourselves, is there one way, one thing that I could move into experiencing some forgiveness within? Maybe choose something small, some something that's really n not that hard to do. Sometimes I do it like with a with our cat. You know, I could forgive our cat for leaving hairs on my clothes. By the way, I sometimes say that I accessorize with cat hair because there's just no way that I can leave my home without cat hairs all over me. So I, I forgive the cats for putting their hair on my clothes. That's easy, you know, that's easy. But we can start with something small. Forgiveness is our decision to somehow allow our hearts to heal um, no matter what's happened. It means we eventually get honest with ourselves and see that there's 
no way we can experience the kingdom, that inner kingdom, really know that inner kingdom, really have peace of mind if we continue with business as usual, holding on to the hurt, keeping the same perspective, the same way of looking at the person or the situation. Keeping the same way is not going to set us free. So we just want to be a little bit selfish here and see that the greater good that has our name on it simply will not find an open door or an open area within us to fill because it's we haven't made the room with releasing the hard feelings. And this is an interesting point to think about. Forgiveness is the only real prescription for the pain that we have concerning our past choices or another's past choices. It's the only real prescription. It's interesting when we think about the subject of forgiveness. It's easy for us to think maybe it's something that somebody else should do. In fact, maybe we could even tell them, you know, you should do this. Um, and yet, it is something that each of us wants to consider for our own selves. It's been said that forgiveness means giving up hope for a better past. I like that. Giving up hope for a better past. Giving up hope that we can change the past, maybe. So, how does forgiveness work? Is there a recipe? In Unity's book, Lessons in Truth, Emily Cady says, we must forgive as we would be forgiven. To forgive does not simply mean to arrive at a lack of indifference. It means far more than this. To forgive is to give for, to give some actual definite good in return for evil given. The very pain that you suffer, the very failure to demonstrate over some matter that touches your own life deeply, may rest upon just this spirit of unforgiveness that you harbor. Put it away with resolution. Put it away with resolution. Unquote. So, think about giving something in the place of that hard feeling, that, that, that feeling of unforgiveness, that feeling of hurt, um, giving something in the place of it. Sometimes um, actually lighting a candle on behalf of that other person. Um, maybe giving something um, in their memory can be anonymously, whether it's a, a flower or a, a, a dollar or a, some act of, of kindness to someone. It, they don't have to know about it because often they don't even know that we feel unforgiving. So, but something in the place of, and and lighting candle for me has always been really symbolic of putting something else in the place of the hard feeling. It's never too early 
to forgive. It's never too late to forgive. The length of time it takes for forgiveness all depends on our own belief system. If we think it'll take a short time, it will. If we think it's going to take a long time, then it probably will. And you know, in this discussion of forgiveness, let's remember to include ourselves in this process. We all have stuff we're holding on to that it just feels like we can't let go of. You know, we we did that thing, we said that thing, we didn't do that thing, we didn't say that thing, we didn't stand up, whatever. Bottom line is, all forgiveness really is a forgiving of ourselves for our perceptions of the situation, of ourselves, of the past, whatever. It's really forgiving ourselves for our perceptions. And that's what it comes down to. And you probably already know this, but ignorance is a choice. Misery is a choice. Unforgiveness is a choice. But the good news is there's some other choices. Learning and joy, those are choices. Forgiveness and love, those are also choices. And we get to make those choices too. One of the most powerful things I've learned to use in this area is when I think of a person or whatever it is that comes up from the past, um, I inwardly and sometimes I outwardly say it when no one else is around. As I'm thinking of the person, I say, I love you, I bless you, I release you. You are on your journey and I support your higher good. I love you, I bless you, I release you. You are on your journey and I support your higher good. And so for me, that helps because it helps put me back on track and how and the track of how I really want to live my life and how I want to be in the flow of my good. So as we bring this to a close, I want to say to you, regardless of what you've done or not done, I love you, I bless you, I release you, you are on your journey, and I support your higher good. And God bless you as you go forth into your day, into your week, rest of your life, and um, hopefully you'll tune in again next time. Blessings. Bye-bye.